19 on Toast with your hosts Jacqueline and Nabila. This episode will be talking about all things mental health. We're really excited today to be joined by our guest Mindy who is an entrepreneur, coach, mentor, change maker and degree qualified therapist who is passionate about potential impact and the ability to create success and she helps many of her clients find that. Mindy has a diverse career through multiple industries across several countries including Botswana and Kenya and has been really fortunate to be able to combine all of her life's riches in knowledge, education and travel to help others. Mindy, thank you so much for joining us today and being part of this podcast. Thank you for inviting me, Jacqueline and Nabila. For our listeners out there, I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about what you do. Yes. So I basically provide coaching, mentoring and facilitation. And at this stage, it's one-on-one for millennials. And I am to be opening up group coaching over the next month. And my absolute passion is empowering people, confidence with momentum, with skills, strategy tools. And what I do is help people merge into strong and independent leaders who can achieve all of their goals in healthy, purposeful and fulfilling ways. And I guess that's the crux of what I'm doing with my startup. So mm. what, what it's all about is redefining success. So it's really moving away from those traditional models to becoming a lot more meaningful, looking at well-being, purpose and meaning. So whether that's work-life balance, whether that's healthy relationships, whether that is, you know, doing work that you're actually engaged by, we're basically helping to create success across all areas of our lives. And that's something that I'm really passionate about because I've built my own life ground up. Wow, mm. that's really, really incredible. And, and, and obviously with the current time, you know, thinking about your focus on helping people move away from those traditional models, I guess with the current time, we're kind of being forced to like re- redefine that in itself. So yeah, it's really interesting, Mindy. Look, what I love about the work that you do uh, is is the holistic approach, I guess, that you take and, you know, you recognise that our health and wellbeing is shaped by that interplay between, you know, mind, body, spirit. And obviously with the current situation, it's, it's kind of changed that interplay and dynamics for many people on those levels and I'm I'm wondering if you can comment or provide some insight around some of the challenges you're seeing right now for millennials in this space yeah absolutely so many challenges and I think that what what you've done is just gone to the crux of it because it's almost like globally we were brought to an absolute standstill where this rat race that we existed in, this sort of intense pace that we moved through life in was kind of brought to an absolute standstill. So people were forced to kind of uh, hibernate in a little bubble mm. and and really mm. start to process a lot of the stuff that has been unprocessed. And as human beings, we naturally move through cycles, cycles of rest, cycles of activity, cycles of introversion, cycles of extroversion. And all of that is is very natural because the body needs to the body mind and soul the emotions all need to process the kind of things that we are experiencing every single day and it's just been so imbalanced and our relationship with ourselves our relationship with others the environment with our work it's all just become so unhealthy Mm. and in having a period like this it really starts to um i guess uh everything that's been imbalanced confront mm-hmm. all of the things you might have been fascinating over um, confront whether the relationships in your life are working for you confront your home space like it was just so easy because you would read so many people reflecting and putting out tweets 
all kinds of stuff that was um, published on social media. And some of those tweets would be like, you know, you move into a place and you're not getting along with your flatmates, uh, but it doesn't really matter because you're barely at home. <laughs> and then you're kind of forced to stay at home and you you don't actually get along with the people that you are living with. And those few weeks, mm. people really struggled. So these are all just little examples of, of that kind of imbalance and, and the lack of integration that we have been kind of moving or progressing along that doesn't really give any real progression. It's just all been very imbalanced. You explained mm. that really beautifully, Minzi. And mm. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just wondering, I mean, you know, as you've said, we've kind of been forced into this time where, where whatever we've unprocessed is coming to the forefront. I guess, do, how do you see this time obviously with the work that you do and I'm just again reflecting on what you've spoken about with the cycle so I guess what I'm what I'm wondering is in your experience with working with people how you would see them processing or going through cycles how how is this situation changing that or has it changed the way we move through cycles or we're starting to process some of that unresolved stuff that we need to be dealing with yeah absolutely it's a really good question I think it's all about leaning in and we kind of live in a society which doesn't allow you to do that like everything is about external validation you know by society mm. that you're giving out the right image that your mm. status matters that your income matters etc cetera, etc cetera. and you know you go around just trying to fill your life with all of this stuff and you don't quite understand why yeah. it is that your inner world that, that your insides are, are not warm it's almost like they're stale mm -hmm. and by going through a process like with a lot of my work because i you know as a coach you have to do three things when you are working with people to be able to achieve goals you have to be able to teach people how to or coach people and facilitate how to think how to act feel and i think that the common mm -hmm. um two that coaches are really good at that everyone knows really well and is that everyone's also a lot more comfortable with is mindset and behavior because that's really easy stuff mm. to talk about mm. but when you start getting to the realm of feelings that is where all of the healing needs to take place that's where all of the wounds are that's where all of the the emotions in response to the limiting beliefs happen and it's where all of those stuck energies are kind of held because those stuck energies are so much linked to you know our patterns and experiences and that is where mm. if you want to be a really good coach you need to get to the level of deep sustainable work and you need to have people who are committed to their mm. inner work to have those that change and to become more integrated and to have really good balanced well-being to be able to achieve those goals and to be resilient, which I think is also really important because more than anything with millennials is that we are facing such an uncertain future. So, you know, when you think about why millennials out of all mm. generations are much more vulnerable to anxiety, you really have a look at the, the pressures that we've faced and you can really understand how important, especially for millennials, it is to address things like mindset, mm. resilience. Um, yeah, yeah that's really it's really interesting because I think you're absolutely right I mean I think you know with the, the I guess with the, some of the work that I do myself with with, with people it, it is you know you, you come to re realize and recognize that the feelings is that part that it's the, the easiest to avoid right because we can we can distract ourselves with it, the external as as you've said so I think this this period of time you know definitely 
kind of you know puts everything under the the magnifying glass and and it's and it's putting us in this position where we can't avoid it and I think and I'm assuming Mindy that with working with your clients or what you're doing right now I guess that's the one of the toughest challenges uh, for even from a mental health point of view which I guess leads me into you know talking about mental health more 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 widely is as you've mentioned you know there there is a lot of I guess pressure and uncertainty and anxiety that millennials face from from a day to day, and I guess with 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 what you've said from from, from that mental health point of view, what what other ex, I guess issues are, are you seeing coming to the forefront at the moment for millennials? I saw such a wide range of responses from millennials during COVID. So within my own direct community, what I found really heartening was so many people stepping up into this really kind of heart-based leadership where they were a source Mm. of light and strength for others. And I really, I don't know if that was something that people were experiencing across their own communities, Mm. but in mine, that was so lovely to see. So, you know, I'd go into my Facebook and, oh, they'd be like, oh, there's there's a friend of mine who's, you know, got his guitar out and he's singing people's songs and, you know, other people Mm. that would be putting up photos with their families and just sharing their moments because more than anything, people really were very aware of connection Mm. and and that is just one of the biggest impacts I think from COVID is that people have just that where already people were really struggling with loneliness Mm. that vulnerability was something that people really looked out for so people really kind of opened their hands up and would be you know welcoming of other people to just connect with them and to check in so that was definitely one of them look I had to move during COVID oh wow so I was really on the rental, like Fairy Floss. We've got a, a um, in Australia. We've got this uh, Facebook group called Fairy Floss, and it's got thousands and thousands of people on it. So I was trawling that for for my move. So it was just so interesting because there were so many people moving houses. So people would be like the mm. amounts of ad, the amount of ads of, of people saying we need someone to move in. They didn't even care about who you were because usually it's a very intense process where you go in there, people mm. you, you yeah. really care about who you're moving in with generally. But it was just like, yes, please, we need someone to move in with us. We're not able to make rent. So a lot of people were moving back in with their parents. Uh, with a partner or they were moving into cheaper rent so there were so many houses that were vacant the job loss was huge so people who worked in retail or hospitality before that lost their jobs people remote working my god all around the world people were going stir crazy so (laughs) it was just like seeing tiktok videos or like people talking about all (laughs) home cooking meals that they were cooking almost like you back to it was like seeing a movie almost you've kind of bunkered down Mm. at home and you've got those card games out and it's just just fascinating to observe but I really tracked I think through that time this process that people went through and at the very start was there was just so much fear I think now people have adjusted I think is probably the best word and are trying to now find their way and trying to figure out the answers to their problems, find solutions. Thank you for for sharing all of that. I think there are so many really beautiful points and and funny points too that have kind of, you know, evolved with this situation. But I, I really love what you said about connection, especially, and like reconnecting with, with one another in a way that perhaps we 
haven't done in a in a long time and and sharing um that that vulnerability i i think we can all certainly relate to that stability that you touched on or or like the lack of especially with with housing for you and and moving in terms of you know like thinking on or expanding on those those kind of pointers you uh, even in your business or personally how how have you been experiencing these kinds of issues um as a business i at the very start uh back in march because i'm still very much at the start of this startup and the initial phases mm. everything is you know sort of being rolled out bit by bit and it's just me working on this on my own i was really ready in terms mm. of my own personal growth in terms of my own personal in terms of my own stability, I was really mm. ready to start emerging as a business and start spreading the word. And what I was yeah. doing uh, was yeah. starting to have information sessions and, and starting to get people to come out. And I, I'd been shopping around for, you know, a location and I'd been thinking what was I going to serve at these information sessions and create really cool experiences from like sangria <laughs> to, to, you know, um, the kind of fun and warmth that I would have in the ambience. So I was really excited about setting everything up and starting to mm. really kind of build my brand here in Melbourne. But then COVID struck and it was literally at that moment and it was like, okay, how am I going to adjust my mindset? How am I going to adjust my strategy? How am I going to see these uh, challenges as opportunities? It was, it took a little bit of time for me to kind of adapt and it was always a plan. It was always the plan to switch to online just because this is a startup and I have really huge plans for this to scale. So if that's the case, then it has to be something that's, that's digital. But it was just that I'd kind of imagined that I'd be doing it step by step and just building my confidence more. And it's just now that I feel like I've managed to really kind of adjust and adapt to myself and I'm getting that stability and flow happening for myself. In terms of inner work, I... I dedicate myself to inner work every single day. So I was quite grounded and I was quite calm, but it's not to say that I didn't go through those shifts. I went through those shifts and, you know, I would always be really mindful about what kind of thoughts were coming up, what kind of worries and stresses, because financially as well for me, I'm still building and I'm bootstrapping my entire startup. So it's mm. like, how do I do things? Wow. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Mindy. I, I'm, you know, you're very personal um, and, and deep there. And I think, you know, certainly admire what you're doing um, and, and I guess the efforts and energy you're putting into to, to, to your business and the startup and, and doing it on your own. And I think something I was thinking about as, as you were speaking was this, again, this realisation that, you know, we are all in this together and it doesn't matter, I guess, where we are or who we are or if we have a business if we don't it, it doesn't matter we're, we're, we're all part of this journey uh, mm. t together and, and again you know before and obviously before we 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 started chatting on this podcast you know you, you mentioned something about you know coaches needing coaching as well and, and this kind of brings <laughs> me back to that same point as well of going absolutely we are all on this journey of self-discovery and we're becoming better people yeah. and it's just such a really beautiful insight you've shared with us so thank you thank you so much I guess too, like I know with the work that you do, obviously with businesses, I guess to help them become better at, at providing wellness to, to their staff. Do you, do you do you think that this period of time has opened up greater opportunities for, for organisations to put mental health on the agenda, particularly you know whether it's as a general or whether it's millennial focused? 
what what are you what are your views on that? I think uh, more than anything, millennials are leading the change for mm. um, greater mental health to be a part of their health and wellbeing programs. And I think especially coming out of this period, you know, it was really interesting. Mental health and depression is, I mean, like we all know, I think that who the World Health Organization, I think they've got it on their website that more than, what's the mm. figure? It's something like more than 260 million people suffer from depression. You know, prior to this, I, I think that mental health had actually been a priority around the world and it was a, an increasing topic of uh, concern that people talk about beyond the social stigma. And it was becoming that was more supported, I guess, uh, from organisations in a lot of countries. But during this period of COVID, I think the spotlight shifted a little bit because then it became about physical health and it was all about the nurses and the doctors and yeah. you know, that, that basically took over the entire picture. I think that that was one of the major points of concern that millennials had during this period. They were worried about their own mental health and there were certainly so many articles that were published by the media talking about the impacts of, on millennial mental health. And as we emerge out of it, and as all of the results from surveys are coming out, I think it's kind of bringing that back now to the forefront. And especially as people are starting to return to work more, like what kind of resources and support are out there to be able to mm. give us that container to feel safe? Because so many people, you know, there's been so many different responses. People don't want to go back to work. You know, some people don't want to go back to work. Some people just want to stay in, especially introverted people have felt much more comfortable mm. in their comfort zone mm. being in that space. So yeah. there's a lot of worries and there, there are a lot of, you know, there is that sort of, um, I guess, peripheral anxiety in people about emerging back in after you've been holed up for so long. So yeah. there, has, there is increased support and that is a topic of conversation. It, it's really shifted the conversation to start being much more inclusive, to start being much mm. more supportive. And that's what I think has been so nice that this period has really recalibrated people and reconnected people as we kind of talked about earlier because it's like that you know understanding that life is fragile life is precious the things that really matter I think it's going to really start shifting the way that we talk to each other and you know marketing and communications and so forth so we'll see all of that but yeah to answer your question definitely I think we are starting to see that in organizations for sure. Thank you so much for for touching on all those pieces and I I think mental health we we all have mental health we just experience different degrees of it and I've spoken about quite frequently in my own work uh, a global trauma that we're all kind of going through a traumatic process at this time and my partner is is a nurse herself and she has previously been teaching like healthcare workers basically so they're on the ground right now and the things that they're seeing are really creating a lot of trauma and it's it's obviously not just in in a medical or a, or a clinical space it's everywhere and in that sense i i love that we are seeing more access to support are you seeing maybe more of a rise in actual support provided or services and or like even opportunities within that to yeah, provide yeah. more support so i think what i have seen additionally to organizations who are incorporating increased services as part of their health and well-being programs 
um, is different kinds providing access to free events, workshops, information sessions. Mm. And I've just seen the internet explode. Mm. And honestly, it's been so heartwarming because as you are saying, this trauma yeah. that, that, that you are describing is something that is part of the collective. And having this time and space, yeah. and we've talked about it, made reference to it a few times throughout this conversation, you know, leaning in and, and starting to really access what is actually mm. going on for us, you know, what, mm. how we are actually truly feeling, which is confronting as well. But having all of those personal truths that we kind of confront, understanding or seeing some challenges for the first time, perhaps liberating ourselves from labels that we've put on ourselves, like even the idea of, oh, you know, I'm an introvert because mm. I don't like social events because I don't like small talk. But that's what you kind of think that you are but maybe you've had the realisation that you need to change your friends to ones that you've got more in common with. So there's just such a huge world that I'm trying to describe in the matter of a few minutes. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, to basically answer the question, I, I think that, you know, as people have, we're all travelling at the same pace and we're mm. all seeing what's going on and we're all having so many conversations via Zoom <laughs> or, mm. you know, via Hangouts and, and, you know, so many articles that are talking about people's experiences. And along with that, you're just seeing these beautiful events and, and workshops and info sessions that are bubbling up to really address the issues because, you know, the very, very practical major concerns are jobs. Uh, how do you find a job? How are you going to upskill? How are you going to address resilience all of the topics that have become that have emerged as and highlighted as really important how are you going to handle budgeting how are you going to manage your finances so i'm seeing all of these organizations come up and you know you can book in for an hour every single week and it's free and there's so many events so many organizations um, that are providing that even um, creative organizations like creative mornings is amazing and every single i, I don't know if it was every week or even more frequently but they would give you an email and it would give you a whole list of resources for your mental health that you could sign up for a class where they taught you interactive self-care or you could sign up to a course that was running for six weeks and it was the equivalent of climbing Mount Everest. So there's just so much support Mm. from so many different angles Mm. that we've learned how to using technology. So that's another thing that's really emerged from this, um, really helping people be able to access resources um, and from a more government level, from, mm. you know, the people that are really needing it, there's been the government support around the world, I think, and then, you know, support from landlords to be able to freeze rent and, and reduce rent and, you know, mortgage payments similarly and, you know, just looking at things from all levels. Yeah, I think I think one of the, you know, mm. the, the, the benefits, I guess, all of that, and I guess to summarise everything that you've said there, it's almost like there's a, there's a realisation of the collective responsibility we have as humans to kind of come together and to, to be able to offer what we can to, to help all of us move through. And, you know, the little things that you've touched on, like, you know, offering things for free, you know, takes that financial burden off of the people who have lost their job or who are under financial anxiety. So it's so it's a it's a really beautiful realisation. And, and with most things is there's always that positive that, that comes out of these times of of unease um, and, and real growth, I think, from a from a humanitarian point of view. Mindy, we could talk forever, continue <laughs> to talk forever about this subject, but we are past running out of time. 
just before we do just before we do finish up i'm wondering if you might be able to share some pearls of wisdom or or leave our millennial audience with one piece of advice for how best they may be able to continue to navigate through this period of time one piece of advice i think <laughs> and, and you're really <laughs> testing my uh, my <laughs> one piece of advice is don't take what you just experienced lightly as you move forward with life and as you move away from lockdown and as mm. you start to resume normal activity. I don't think it would be easy to forget it because I think, as I was saying earlier, that we are going to be facing um, turbulence for quite some time. But don't take it with a grain of salt because personal growth and personal development I think is really really important for our generation and we really need self-care we really need to focus harnessing the right kind of mindsets we really need to focus on the inner work to address our emotional blockages because the more that you do that the more that you're able to actually live that happy life and move away from just surviving and really starting to thrive so I think really that, you know, we have this opportunity to uh, really recalibrate and emerge more conscious and aware as opposed to just surviving through life and it's just the opportunity for much more richness. And the more that you look at these challenges mm. that we face as opportunities to grow, as opportunities to understand ourselves, understand each other, and the more that we are able to enjoy enjoy and love and yeah yeah that's really beautiful thank you very much mindy that is unfortunately i mean really all we have time for but thank you so much for joining us it's been an absolute pleasure thank you to, Nabila, um, have had this conversation awesome. with you thank you so much for inviting me and for that opportunity thank you so much well, that's all from us here at COVID-19 on Toast. Jacqueline and myself. See you soon.